Starting on one, two, three. Hi guys. Hi. And welcome back to the Face Downs. Episode three. I'm Ruben. And I'm Lucas. And we are here to bring you the latest and greatest in all things Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. How are you? Good. It's earlier than usual. It, it well, earlier and later. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, we missed a few episodes because we'd get home from dueling at about eleven o'clock. And ain't no one want a podcast at 11 o'clock, let far, me tell you. Far too late. It's yeah. far too late for us. So we're coming at you from a breezy 6.30pm. On a Monday. Yeah. Which is lovely. Nice mm. little change of pace. Yeah. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to focus on? What's the breakdown? Um, well, a lot's happened. A lot has happened. A lot of leaks. This is peak leak season. Peak leak. Um... New set, new ban list, uh, OCG ban list comes out soon, so that'll be exciting as well, seeing in the Jump magazine what things get hit, uh, bearing in mind that they've had Needle Fiber and uh, so Verte Anaconda, and these, they've kind of been playing around with a lot of these things for a while, so their list might seem a little bit more um, uh, lacking than ours in some ways. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes from this month. Yeah, because everyone's expecting like a nuclear hit. And, you know, they might deem it that actually chaos is uh, order the, the flavor of the month. And they'll just say, actually, Glow Bulb is fine. Mm. Mm. And then people will continue to prove them wrong. Well, uh, I'm excited to see what happens. And I guess that will probably, in terms of the TCG, start to the ban list, which we expect no earlier than the 30th of March, will kind of influence decks that we've been playing recently. Mm, exactly. So... Current decks, or decks du jour, uh, yeah. I am, for my meta pick, is I'm going with Invoke Shadows. Uh, very much liking it. Mm, how's um, that going for you? It's it's an interesting it's an interesting deck. I started off with combo with Pendulums, and then moved to control with Altergeist. So going back to combo, it's a bit of a shift, but I'm really enjoying it, and I think... Um, it's a not not a very linear deck like um, Pendulums were. Pendulums were just get out Electromite, get out Jackal King, protect everything, and then create a break my board style. Whereas with Shadows, your typical turn one end, if you are opting to go first, is creating that Winter Caliga lock. So mm, preventing forbidden your Memories mode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Full Forbidden Memory. One special summon and one monster effect. Yeah. Um, so that's been, been my meta pick. And for you, Lucas, what's been your meta pick? Uh, tossing about meta always because mm-hmm. I, I constantly um, don't know whether or not I want to go second and just run a bunch of hatred cards, uh, especially with the new master rule coming out, mm-hmm. or if I want to just go hard first. So it's a mix between mech knights and heroes as always. Mm-hmm. Um, as per usual. Both have shifted. Heroes have become sort of a hand trap deck with the advent of Liquid Soldier. People are realizing you can run 46, 47 cards in the deck and you have absolutely no inconsistency it is bloody insane it's it's almost uh, crazy especially when i watched you could like change to that 46 card build it just became more interactive it, it became more consistent yeah dead ass like i would draw malicious less and i'm like i should run more cards i should be like mm. that orca sky striker player that ran what a 53 card deck at, at ycs when he won the yes. last Hurrah of Orca Sky Striker in Australia. That was very fun. Yeah, so it's interesting to see these kind of decks with such a great consistency being able to mm. kind of splash in more interruption, um, especially in heroes, because mm. obviously a lot of people know that the modern hero deck locks you into heroes. Yeah. So being able to create that kind of interruption mid-turn 
is something that I feel like mm. heroes have been lacking. And like you said, with the advent of Liquid Soldier coming into the meta, it means that you're able to dig through your deck faster mm. and get your mm. combo pieces and then create your interruption if you are going first. Or, you know, if you start off, less likely to see those one-off garnets mm. to have an actual interaction while your opponent is playing. I mean, it's the harbinger of death, though. Any deck that gets to the point in which it can natively run, like, nine hand traps starts to get hit on the ban list. You saw that with Zodiacs, you saw that with Salamangrate. Like, if your deck is so consistent that you don't even have to run your engine pieces and you just need to rely on, like, a single normal summon... Mm. You gotta start fearing that ban list. You because, do have to start fearing the ban list. Yeah, once you can run twelve hand traps, what deck is gonna beat you? Like, sorry, you didn't get to play, and now I just completely over you know, OTK you in no sweat. So slightly worried about what could happen to heroes. People are saying Mali to two. I think it's probably more likely that Omni Hero would get hit at this point, since yeah. splashable heroes are doing absolutely piss all. Nothing. Nothing. Um, and not even with the new master rule impending. Yeah. Like people are, you know, speculating about bringing back toad heroes, but realistically again you are mm. still being locked if you want to truly combo off you are still being locked into that hero archetype mm. and it's cards like cross crusader where you cannot summon it if you've special summoned mm. a non-hero monster this turn um we'll have to see heroes have been topping regionals and not nationals mm. um but too much support too much promise we might see a cross crusader to one we might see some consistency or extender builds just hit slightly because you know we creep earlier and closer towards just a consistent Dark Lore with protection mm. no matter what. And that's too strong. In my that opinion, too that's strong. too strong. It is too strong. And we were talking about it earlier today is that Dark Lore, it's so hard to power creep because no one is no ever No one wants gonna, it to be power creep. No one ever will say no to a one-sided macrocosmos. No the only way to ever... power creep Dark Lore would be make its like discard effect not once per turn. <laughs> and it isn't because it already delinquent it isn't, you. it isn't already once per turn it's a once per turn per card it's a soft so, once per turn yeah which is amazing um so other than meta other than what meta, is your jank sir jank well i have been enjoying trap tricks and mm -hmm. this is pre-support which we will mm. talk about later on um but i am loving these little girls and their <laughs> their goddamn traps mm. um they are such a unique play style and you know we saw the set battles of legend give us some insane link monsters for decks um sarah for trap tricks max for muskets um all mirage for salamangrates uh you there is such an amazing way that you can make sarah do so much for you um for the all the summoning requirement being a single trap tricks monster um and the combos are just amazing like mm. being able to Always being able to special summon out Mimelio and always being able to set a hole off of Trap Tricks because we know mm. that Mimelio's effect is mandatory and not an optional effect. Um, partnered with the ability to uh, rank four spam using cards like Shade Brigandine, um, as well as, you know, having a Paleozoic engine, being able to main the artifact engine. It's an interesting version of control because it doesn't stall your opponent out. It just stuns mm. them for the turn. It's really fair. Yeah, and just goes for the OTK afterwards, which is nice. I feel like it's balanced, and I am mm. interested to see what the deck will do post-support. Because the weakness of the deck is that it's really fair, I think. Like, it doesn't do anything particularly well um, in a broken way. At all. Sarah sets one and summons one. It might as well, you know, Cross Crusader, for example, in Heroes does a lot more for mm. the archetype. Mm. So in, in terms of, like, do they have, like, an unfair thing, I would probably say no. 
None of the none of the holes are particularly strong. No. They certainly get it when um, Grave Hole or whatever they end up calling that card comes out. They get a very, very nice tech option that can um, essentially just be trap tricked out to negate mm. anything. Anything. Which is lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what the deck does. And it means that, you know, the trap trick stick goes from this kind of like link spam deck to um, this amazing like rank four engine that it kind of used to be. And, you know, being able to end on things like Rifflesia, Sierra Pass and having the ability yeah. to quick dump. Or a linked Abyss Dweller under break off. Exactly. Is a problem. Don't get a lot better than that. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very fair deck, and it feels old. It feels like a Yu-Gi-Oh that kind of doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, which a deck that I've been testing now, Tenyi, I think does a similar thing in that it doesn't. It's not broken. Like no. again, like they have good support. If Sarah is to trap tricks, what uh, something like flawless perfection of the Tenyi is for Tenyi, like it's incredible. Draw two every time. You know, once per turn, your opponent special summons. Yeah, at all is incredible. But in terms of like we were we were counting the interactions, you know, you get two at best, and yeah. the two is often the solemn judgment that you put in the deck because it can just run it. Um, yeah. It it doesn't, and you know, we were playing games that lasted like thirty turns. Yeah. Games don't last thirty turns anymore, no. and it was very fun. Like not even in a grindy way, not even in like a top deck war way. Just having this back and forth between like, well, I poke for a thousand, and then you summon out Utopia Lightning, deal with my monsters. You know, I spin it with Vashuda. You get it, graveyard effects. Yeah. It's... It becomes an interesting interaction and it is definitely a slower format, which I mm. think a lot of people miss and kind of is a huge reason why people left they playing play Yu-Gi-Oh! Goat, goat or traditional yeah, if they want goat a slower. Goat or traditional if you want a slower format. And it's interesting because these decks are, you know, at this moment in time, not really meta relevant. They've had their... No. their they're kind of like sub rogue, definitely more of a hobby. They've never topped. Style. I was, yeah. I was looking for 10 year list last night. And I could find top eight regionals and that's it. Like, mm. eventually these decks get crushed. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And that kind of slower form of Yu-Gi-Oh! is, I think, something that people miss. Mm. Um, and I think will really be appreciated if it does come back. And maybe, you know, people see a format slow down. Um, speaking of a slow down format, we have been dabbling in the world of playing cross-banless decks. <laughs> I love um, how you say slow down as if this isn't the most... <laughs> insanely fast format possible <laughs> if you it's want to just so like, fast this format is so you fast. might as well resolve makura the destructor at this point with what we're doing in these decks it's... This, is, this is a public service announcement if you know anyone in your local area or can get your hands on like these decks for cheap i actually really recommend um based on what lithium does doing some cross bandless decks oh my god especially if you're new i think this is like just such a good thing um that i've been you know we've been enjoying is that like experiencing these decks firsthand is so different from hearing about them. Yes. Um, and it's, it's enlightening in some ways in that it really shows you how much the game has grown and what the game could be if it was left untouched. Cause we didn't experience, um, zoo format, yeah. for example. And it's, it is such an interesting kind of way to play the game because we have an amazing friend, Thomas, who is like like total side hobby. I mean, at this point, let's go main hobby is crafting these amazing banless mm. decks. And, like, Thomas has so many things on offer. Like, we've played Full Power Striker, um, U-Link Spirals, Dark Synchro, Rejuvenation Dragon Rulers. Um, and it's really interesting to see how these decks... We knew at the time these were the decks to be. 
Yeah. These were the decks that people knew you had to play or you had to counter to play these decks. Mm. Um, so it was really interesting playing them now in this kind of very fast format where things like, you know, rejuvenation rulers at the time would end on double Draco sack pass. Or with, their, their guy yeah, steal your monster. Their guy on turn oh, it's, two. It's fascinating, like, playing... I played a few Dragon Ruler games just getting annihilated by metal foes. Mm. Absolutely, untu- you know, they would not even... Blaster, who cares? Nothing. Draco Sack, who cares? Like, I'm sure a better player um, or someone who drew Super Rejuvenation might have done better, but, um, you know, the, the kind of hubbub around these decks... That's a, why did I say hubbub? I don't know why you said hubbub, but that's hubbub. okay. <laughs> hubbub. Hubbub. Um, these decks are regarded in, like, this kind of frail tone, this kind of... Ooh, yeah, we ooh, can't bring. We can't go back to and, that. And I get why because you know this is cross band list. You're not running like, you know, Appaloosa in Dragon <laughs> Rulers. Well, like, also and think of the time it was like a Dragon Ruler, full power Dragon Rulers are going against, against Judgment Spellbox. Yeah, and both of their you know, and Ash did not exist. Ash did not exist. Your only <laughs> hand traps were Maxi and Effect Veiler. Mm. Um, so it was. It's really interesting to see the difference in style. And yeah. we talked about it with Thomas. Is that you know. It was kind of crazy at the beginning, like, or earlier Yu-Gi-Oh! when, you know, Abyss, like, uh, Mermallet Lanterns could come maybe, like, plus three on their first turn. Yeah, that and was go, a big and deal. You, and that was huge, because, like, they, people go, wow, this deck is so consistent, and you can dig through so quickly. Mm-hmm. And then you had things like Zodiac, where you could maybe plus four or five. Um, Minimum. Yeah. And so people go, wow, this, you know, this is a deck is really good. And then currently, one of my absolute favorite banlist decks and something I've nearly completed... Uh, Pendulum Magicians, um, or even its prior iteration, the Draco Pals, or like Pepe, um, as it was known, um, could plus 11 so consistently. So it became a point when, you know, Pendulum really shifted that meta towards a very power creep heavy Mm. format, where essentially if your deck did not plus you at minimum five, you were slow. And you ran an inconsistent deck and needed to play meta to keep up. Mm. Um, so it's really interesting playing these decks now in this format where, like, as even though it's cross bandless, like taking U-Link Spirals at their prime, uh, versus think something like Sky Striker that can, you know, absolutely annihilate boards mm. with the full power of, with this, you know, existence and full power. Um, we've definitely lived through one of the most, in the last few years, one of the most heavy power creep eras. If you look at cards like... Appaloosa and Boral Sword, mm. if they'd existed back then, would have just absolutely... Do- every deck would just be Appaloosa Turbo because nothing could play through it. Nothing. And, I mean, it's kind of concerning in that, like, the Link format has probably given us some of the most broken archetypes to ever be printed, which makes sense, but also showcases that the, the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! is on an upward trend. Yeah. Even though it is a non-rotating format that, that enlists the ban list to kind of quell um, Any, past no. threats, they still clearly want to make decks that feel stronger than those past threats. Absolutely. And pit them against each other. Like Full Power Salads, which is, again, a deck you built from literally three structured decks. Three structured decks decks Um, and cards that we've had lying around. Because three circle means you don't even need Cyanet Mining. You don't. Bloody insane. It blows my mind. So we weren't playing at that time. In fact, I think we got in just 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 after their consistency got hit. But you see from that, like, that structure deck can just annihilate broken you know shockmaster aside some of the most broken cards ever printed yes because um, it's again the thing is is that these 
it's these decks that just had such high consistency and that's obviously what we see get hit on the ban list is you want just konami consistently checking Mm. decks consistencies and making sure that nothing is you know overpowered to absolute heck it makes you wonder in this next master rule revision which we'll probably get to next yeah um what's gonna what's gonna matter what's gonna happen next in a in a post salaman great still being playable and you know all the hype around mermails and and synchro spam like how good is it because they haven't printed Mm. that many good synchro monsters since links came out like borrowed savage great junk speeder there's a few yeah but compared to what they've done for links i mean people are still going to just rely on link spam because it's the best one it's it's a really interesting it's going to be a really interesting uh, kind of era because Mm. we have all the power of link monsters uh, plus the kind of unlimit of a lot of these synchro... Hyper-librarian. Yeah. There's a lot of synchro-heavy decks that, you know, f- were punished for so long because their consistency was unrivaled. Yeah. As we found out from playing against Full Power Infernities. Uh, and yeah. being Trishula hand-looped or Full Power Wind-Ups and being Wind-Up hand-looped. Like... A dark synchro being yeah. able to hand-loop for four. Like, Trishula to three, people still... Fear. Fear that crap because, like, if anything can do it. Yeah, you don't you don't get to play. Which is you don't fun. get to play. Um, and but it's interesting because you know with mm. this meta, it's definitely, it's very open. I mm. would say this meta. We were having a good conversation with one of our fellow local duelists, Napat, um, and it was one of you know our friends, Aaron and Aaron Napat, and I were kind of discussing. And you know the top three decks of this meta. You can feel free to disagree with me on this. Uh, I would say Spirals, Lunalite, Orcist, or not Lunalite, Lunalite Time Thieves. <laughs> no Orcist. They were wish. So Spiral, Lunalite Time Thieves, and Invoke Shadol. Yeah. I would say are probably the most consistent tier one decks mm. in this moment in time. Um, and they all do the same thing turn one. They all do the same thing turn one to create a lock and essentially a break my board state mm. or game two. I- I'd say Shadol's are different because Lunalite Time Thieves and uh, Spiral's really, they just combo. Shadol's have a lot of comeback potential. Mm. I don't think they just do a break my board situation. Wind is really easy to get over. It's more about slowing the opponent down and and just basically gutting them of resources as you keep recycling, you know, Construct, Winder, App Cologne. Mm. Very different. But essentially, yeah, it's a build, build a board, right? It is. I think all of these three decks are based on build yeah. a board. I mean, we know a spiral inboard is Appaloosa, Trigate, Sleeper, Phoenix, yeah. uh, sleeper last resort but if um, anything to me that says there's no dominant deck because if you look at the past good decks orcas salaman great and sky striker thunder dragon mm. barring tidra which just sat on colossus titan at best uh none of them put up boards really salaman great put up its back row and its recursion mm-hmm. sky striker would set for pass and orcas would put out um either at its peak ip babble or you know previous to that uh, just a, a Galatea and, and Babel. Yeah. Um, and those decks, you know, they revolved around, you know, the strength of their recursion, the strength of their internal machinery to just brutalize you. Mm. And and the case with Spiral Shadows and Lunar Lights Shadows to a lesser extent is that they really are FTK decks. They are strictly revolved around, I mean, Lunar Lights I've played against less, but from what I understand, this Kaliuga lock is the most prominent Mm. Uh, version of it and the idea is if they if they pull it off they win like obviously they like, do. you can't unless you have your side deck cards in hand that's game um so that to me says there's no dominant deck just in that 
a deck like Salamangrates, a deck like Orcus could just dump on those boards. They don't, they wouldn't care, right? At full power. At full power. Because they could run 12 hand traps or they yeah. could just run side deck cards in the main because they're so consistent. Mm. Um, yeah, and this is the yeah. thing that we've seen, not so much Lunar Lights um, because, you know, uh, Konami for- forgot to add once per turn uh, per card on... <laughs> On these, um, they just cards. forgot to put once per turn on a lot of those. They cards. did just forget one. Yeah. Well, they act like Tiger is once per turn, and that's cute. It's very cute. It's very cute. But Giant um, Trinette is banned for a reason, and that card says no. Actually, oof. I don't care. Yeah, but things like Spiral, we saw at the beginning of the Link era, they had their consistency hit, and you know, it took something like Magician Souls to bring them yeah. back to this kind of full power. That's not real support. No, it's 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 in, it's. it's it's Sekka's light. Accidental life. support. Um, for BAs, right? Yeah. It, it kind of created this scenario where a deck that, you know, if you bricked opening spells and traps, wow, you had mm, no chance mm. of winning. Whereas now if you opened a single magician soul and, you know, spell traps. Rescue. Yeah. You You're just good. got to play. Um, which is incredible to me. And it's really interesting. I'm really interested to see what happens now because obviously mm. a lot of people are siding to deal with said cards mm. well, what um, does happen now what's coming out what do you think is going to shake things up what do Should i think is going to shake things up should we get news? to our new releases yes um so i'd say biggest news would be the partial release yeah. of dual overloads list actually right we're going to get the full list tomorrow <laughs> the third it's the fourth for us oh the fourth for us okay um or it'll be like seven o'clock yeah um, it'll be sometime. So at this time recording, we yeah. do not have a full set release. We only have a partial set release from Konami. Mm. Um, Ojama Emperor. Ojama Emperor. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, so I'm really interested to see how this product starts to shake up uh, the meta. Obviously, the biggest influences are going to be the introduction of Chris Strong Needle Fiber into mm. our TCG game. The only Link Vrains pack card to have not been printed yet in new, in the OTCG. That's not true. You mean Link Vrains pack one? Yeah, Link Vrains pack one. Yeah. There's a lot of Link Vrains packs yeah, in this set. Three. Um, one of which I really hope gets announced. We are hoping. Uh, so you have the introduction of uh, Crystal Needle Fiber, as well as cards like uh, Vertanaconda, which at this moment in time, because we have no news of Dragoon, mm really becomes a super poly or, you know, in the case of Shadol, an engine to mm. further... It's, it's a better Shadol construct yeah. in that case. To further kind of uh, extend plays because mm. it takes these cards for the cost of 2,000 to summon one more time. Well, um, it's um, it's a Hail Mary because it's, it's locked. It is a Hail Mary because once, you, you, once you use it, you can't special summon again. So you basically would use it, I think, at the end of your turn to summon... Probably uh, Winder. Probably Winder as your last summon, mm. um, which is fine. I, I don't think it'll see a lot of play, to be honest. Not I think yet. It might see play in the main just so that Super Poly has a has a place to be. Mm. And, uh, mm. But it really won't see play until things like Dragoon or uh, a broken hero card come out. Yeah, I mean... That you can just splash into any deck. Yeah, and so yeah, Verta Anaconda... It, at this moment in time, isn't, you know, a, a worry. However, we also do have the impending uh, Dragoon yeah. to yet be announced to, into the uh, TCG. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about than... something. 
Because there's a lot of reprints in Elves. There are some amazing um, reprints in this story. So we obviously got the, we got the Dino reprints. We're getting double Evo pill, which is great for people. Important, and this kind of We're getting the Madolce reprints, which everyone needed. Yeah. I mean, like, Madolces were just sitting there, and then they crept up, and Konami didn't feel the need to do anything about it because they were not performing and the minute mm. people started kind of doing these combo tests Konami's like yeah we got it well Madolce's support for so long has been mm. a great like we yeah. saw things like Petting Sesso come out in Savage Strike this amazing yeah. combo piece Glass Souffle and Dark Neo Storm mm. not to mention obviously their further support coming in Eternity Code um, here's what I want to talk about Witchcrafters are getting reprints yes new important very important a very very short Dinos are set. getting reprinted yep. new support in line with the re-release of Dino Smash's Fury. Yeah. Madolce's are getting reprinted. New support. Yeah, Eternity Code. Muskets are getting reprinted. This is probably the most interesting. Magical Musketeers. Yeah, reference. so Magical Musketeers, Caspar uh, and Starfire are mm. receiving reprints in this set. And... They receive, they've gotten fringe success at YCS. Fringe success because it, you know, can become a lockdown and utopia double yeah. for game very easily. Uh... It's it, these two cards are very interesting because does it dictate further support coming out? I think it does. I think it does too. And I would everything also, else that's been reprinted has a new card. Yes, and I would also like to talk about things like what giraffe. Well, yeah. Like why? Why would Konami decide to reprint this level three thunder monster that can attack directly as part of the what archetype? Mm. I'm really interested. I feel like what do what's even do? You would know. It's more of a, it's a very attack directly and like prevent your opponent from using uh, monsters um, or like using effects during the damage step. So it's a really, it's an interesting kind of combo control and you can create a, a really great lock with the deck um, of the cards of which I forget that you can use, but you can create like, it was known as the Watt lock in a slower day. So you would bring out two of the mm. same monster. Like I say, I can't remember which one. Um, feel free to let us know if you remember. <laughs> um, and you can use cards like Watch Giraffe to kind of attack directly and prevent them from being attacked. Mm. Um, so I'm interested to see what, like you said, Caspar and Starfire being reprinted kind of foreshadows mm. for this archetype. Because I thought they were done. Like, I love Magical Musketeers for the record. And Great I do, archetype. I do own the deck and I love playing it, but it does feel notably inconsistent in that. Like mm. Mech Knights, they have these incredible cards under the right circumstances. Mech yes. Knights are unstoppable under the right circumstances, but mm. obviously they make you go first. You don't open correctly. You don't open a Mech Knight. You open only Mech Knights. You're screwed. Same with muskets. Spell traps are all nuts. They're all broken hand traps. No one knows so what they have. Good. So You can good. add four of them to hand with Max. No one's arguing the deck isn't strong, but you won't win tournaments with it because you'll open five Magical Musketeer spell traps. One eventually game. yeah eventually and that will that will cost you a game a, a match because you know you don't get to go off you don't get to go first or second in the way that you want to mm. so i don't see the deck performing too well in the next format just because it's a little bit slow and, and can easily brick um you can run stuff like mine if you wanted yeah i mean and that's cool because like i'm interested to see what this deck potentially might get you know, down the line, you know, like I said, same with Watts. Mm. I don't know, is there going to be some kind of level, you know, three or lower Thunder support coming out? Mm. Um, other notable reprints in the set, Impermanence, for the second time. I know, not a common Devo. <sighs> you know, you know, just another free. Just another dirty ultra. ultra rare. Curved for us in the EU, goodness. <laughs> yeah, me. they're really bad. We've got our copies, but they're... they're yeah. Sorry, like, I would love a common or a rare. I get why it's ultra, it's just... 
another reprint for everyone. Hopefully this time mm. they don't short print it. I can't see them short printing Imperm. It's Not been a game. two years. Not a game. Two years of Imperm short prints. I think people are route yeah, ready to think... just play that card as a staple. Yeah. I was honestly expecting it to be in the next like dual devastator. Just as an apology. Style. Yeah. <laughs> as an apology. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what other reprints we have. We obviously have Phantasme that's been announced as a reprint. Um, mm. Well, well needed card to get a reprint. Especially um, now because it's the last hurrah for that card. It's still going to be good. but Still good. I definitely don't discount the effect of links. The but, last hurrah you know, of main deck Phantasme, I think. Yeah. Might I, as well get it in as many people's hands as they can. Yeah. And, you know, if it does get relegated to a side card deck, side card side deck card. card um so be it however it's still great yeah it's a summon that your opponent has to ash and burn a resource um and you get to if it goes if it's successful dig through your deck fix your hand mm. and then have a targeted discard protection and a level seven body for bls or anything it's it's and a dark probably the strongest single card released in this format mm. the biru could be argued to be stronger but as Again, these I think it's just situational. As a generic card, I think there's mm. nothing that beats Phantasma. Nothing beats Phantasma. And not in this format that we're in still. Pre-Master Rule Revision, mm. I still think Phantasma is an incredible card because every single deck is yeah. still going into links. Every single deck. And there's been a lot of other cards. The Samorg links coming out. That's going to be stupid. Union um, Carrier, that's going to be stupid. Yeah, um, yeah, Union Carrier. Good lord. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting... People who are buying out those Buster Whelps are on crack, oh. thinking that card is going to stay. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for Buster Blader decks. Because that was, you know, a great part of that deck, is being able to create a lock in archetype. But now, unfortunately, yeah. you can just have a Sayuja on board, summon a Union Carrier, and then equip it with Buster Whelp. Um, well, the thing is about Union Carrier, too, is it equips it to a monster mm. um, to get that effect. So if you just equip it to, like, a 3k beta... There's almost nothing anyone can do without exactly. the extra deck. So unless they just open Cosmic Cyclone or... Lightning Storm. Yeah. I mean, does Union Carrier, does it need to be on the field? What's this? Does it just equip? Does it need to stay on the field, Union Carrier? Or... Well, no, because it equips to its target. Yeah, so that target has to stay on field. That target has to stay on field. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. gross. It's going to be interesting. And obviously partnered with the Smog link we've hmm. seen uh, online and people have been able to not consistently do it, but achieve... An Apex Avion Infinite Negation. Oh, it's not. No, it's 100%. Every part of that combo is searchable. Yes. And I mean, even in regards to that, that's mm. an interesting... I think some more links searches very... Apex Avion. Um, and then... Union Carrier. Union Carrier yeah. sets the, the Thunderhawk. Sets the Thunderbird. Sorry, uh, Samorg summons the Apex Avion. Because yes. it summons uh, Samorg up to the level... Well, equal to the number of empty spell trap zones on the field. Yes. So you just set the two and then it's a level seven, I think, or yeah. whatever it is. And then you bring out Apex it's Avion, stupid. Union Carrier to attach yeah. uh, the Thunderbird to the Smorg link, and then you can bounce the Thunderbird mm. equipped as... Yeah, I wonder something. I'm yes? I'm going to risk a little Google search. Here. Oh, we're at a quick Google. Uh, I'm just going to read this card. You keep going about Union Carrier. Um, I am interested to see how the um union carrier link does affect because obviously people know that it's just gonna be um just a nightmare it's gonna be a nightmare um you just, you just have to work around it you uh, think hang on yeah i'm listening this is some ruling stuff i just want to talk about it yes magical musketeer cards say during either player's turn you can activate magical musket spell trap cards from your hand correct if it was equipped with union carrier would that actually allow you to use Magical Musket Spell Traps? 
Yes. It would, wouldn't it? Yes. Because that's what they talked about in the live stream. They were like, this card gives you easy access to cards previously unsearchable that you want to use the effects of. Yes. That's cool as hell. Well, the ruling in regards to, in particular, the Apex Avion and Thunderbird is because Thunderbird's effects aren't negated or changed. Mm. It only, Union Carrier only gives the equipped monster a thousand attack and the equipped monster gains that effect. It doesn't nullify any previous effects. That's insane. Because it means you could splash muskets into any deck. Let's not talk about that. No one wants a searchable. That's we don't so need... interesting. It's going to be interesting. That's an interesting tech. Yeah. Um, I never thought about that. Because any card with a passive effect now just gets it, right? Yes. Just like Buster Welp. Well, that yes. says if this card is equipped. but Yes. But, you know, mm. like with Thunderbird. Mm. Well, now we've got some theory crafting to do. <laughs> uh, other notable prints. Condemned Dark Lord. Um, that's yeah, big. Again, that's essentially old. what we're just seeing is a lot of these last Link Reigns pack and Link Era cards that were previously OCG exclusive coming into the TCG mm. finally. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting, obviously, because these decks are a bit of a boost. Mm. Is it too late? We will find We're out. Get three weeks of, three weeks of just chaos before the ban list. Two weeks. Two weeks of chaos. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see what Konami does because obviously we have mm. we have our Auckland uh, regional qual another Auckland regional yeah, qualifier on the fourth of April. Konami has stated that there will be no ban list earlier than the 30th of March. Um, so obviously 4th of April falls in line with uh, the new Master Rule revision coming into effect. So yeah. no longer obviously restricting... Uh, it will be MR5 dual overload. will be MR5 dual overload and potentially pre-ban list. Yeah. Um, Which will be stupid. Yeah, that's going to be a disgusting regional to play at because... Mm. There's just going to be so Nibiru many shenanigans going on. Yeah, Nibiru does go on the moon. Um, also, very exciting in the dual overload is the release of three world premiere exclusive cards. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's probably the last news of the Probably of the, the last weeks. news. Um, nothing, you know, confirmed as of yet. Yeah. Um, we have the... New Continuous Spell card, Hollow Giants. Mm. This is a really interesting card. It kind of is this uh, unicorn for both players. It so looks Nick like Tenyu support. Like, the art looks like Tenyu. It does look like Tenyu support. And it definitely... I mean, it negates the effects of extra deck monsters. Yes. It, um, and can only be activated if both players control one. Exactly. So, for Tenyu, that's lovely. <laughs> Sweet. My Berserker of the Tenyu is turned off. What a... Oh, what a shame. What a devo. Um... So it kind of feels like tenure support or just uh, lock support. Lock support. Um, I am interested to see what it kind of does. It does have, you know, it's a continuous spell, so it's not immune to destruction or removal. No, no it's just an um, And it does have, just like Mystic Mind, a self-destruction clause that says if two, um, you know, monsters that were summoned from the extra deck, uh, or if a monster was destroyed by battle that involved two monsters summoned from the extra deck, destroy this card. And then the owner... Of the destroyed monster takes a damage. damage. Yeah, a thousand damage. So it's an interesting card creating like a pseudo unicorn effect for both players. Yeah. Um, I doubt it will see play. Doubt it will see play. Unsearchable continuous spell, it doesn't seem too enticing. Yeah. Maybe I... in the right deck if, if we get the demise equivalent or something if that just goes into the repertoire of lock spells. Yeah. But I still think skill drain is better. I do still think skill drain is better. And it mm. is just going to, I think, hit a bit more. But who knows? With with Synchro Spam coming out, maybe... Maybe it's going to be the right choice. Who knows? Maybe that we'll, in a Necroz deck, we'll or who knows? 
Oh, well, they don't summon from the extra deck. That's the only problem. Oh, you have to both control you one? You both yeah, have to control okay. one summon from the extra, the extra deck. Um, second would be the new Trap Trick support. Um, yep. So this is Trap Trick's Genelussy. Um, interesting. This is Um, <laughs> This is an interesting card. It... Its effect is obviously standard Trap Tricks monster unaffected by normal holes. Um, and its effect is to tribute itself to set two holes, one from deck, one from graveyard, to the field, um, but banish them when they leave the field. So it very easily creates this almost like a turn three, turn three play, which is unfortunate because it should be faster. Um, which is a shame because but obviously you can't set two from deck. That's yeah. Um, that's but insane. it, it will because you you kind of can with the card. Is that because you effect of you know having a Sarah on board using the effect of Genelessy to set two. Um, Sarah will then summon a monster, obviously Mermelio, and then Mermelio mandatory effect will happen and then allow another set from deck. Okay. So it yeah. creates this interesting kind of set three back row that can work. Turn one, if you open mm. it, however just you just... a problem that you'd be showing the opponent what all the cards do. Exactly. And unfortunately, you can't... At this moment in time, you know, rulings aside, but I'm probably going to rule in favour of uh, they would not get returned to the hand if you bounce them with Mantis. They would just get banished because it does say leave the field. Um, On Genelissi. Genelissi, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to see what this card might do. Um, and like we said, we've got yeah. more Trap Trick support coming out in Eternity Code. Um, and then the last exclusive card is Mayakashi I Mayhem. I dare you to remember all four of the effects. Come on. Watch me. So, it's a continuous trap that essentially says uh, every time a zombie synchro is special summoned, um, there are, well, you can activate one of the four effects. Mm. So, you've got draw a card, uh, send a monster on the field to grave with the lowest attack, lower attack by, I believe, 800, um, and... It's, I believe it's set a Mayakashi spell trap from deck. It's really good. You just what mixed up. Say? It's um, inflict 800, not reduce. Oh, inflict. And it's send the monster with the lowest. That's god damn. That's good. So this is an interesting card. How many times did you read this card? Probably twice. Um, it's also a zombie synchro monster, a special summon. I did say zombie Which synchro. is actually pretty nice because it means it works with the whole Mayakashi playstyle, including yeah. Shirinui's and... Uh, yeah. Well, interesting, because, I mean, thematically, Shiranui and Mayakashi are enemies. The art is sick. The art is amazing. All the art on these new cards, actually. Yeah. Hollow um, Giants. Genelissi. Uh, Genelissi's feet. Um, I'm interested to see what this kind of card does to the deck. Obviously, this will also be in preparation for the new Master Rule Revision, mm. so you're no longer bound to a single um, extra deck zone. Mm. Um, Jami really needs to put shoes on these characters, actually. Yeah, Konami, can we get some shoes, We please? keep, like, a Jammer Emperor, I'm just looking at it now. Ooh, those toes. Those toes. They gotta stop. They have to stop. Actually, they, they gotta stop with that Rush Duel stuff, too. That cat with the booty. Ooh, you see that card? That's, that's, in, that's a story for another day. We're not dealing with that that's right now. That's a problem. Now. God That's damn. a problem. Why are your toes so descriptive? And purple. Purple. Um... From the foot fetish update. That's us. It has been the foot fetish update. And you know what? <laughs> That's okay. So can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, my name is Ruben. I'm Lucas. And this has been The, the Face, Face Downs. Downs.